Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Welcome to our long-awaited rookie episode. Yeah! (laughs) This episode is called The Climb because... I very cheesily chose The Climb by Miley Cyrus, but I remember listening to that song in between seasons of not making it, honestly, and it really motivated me. Really? Yeah. I don't like country. I actually was thinking that, too. We've never had a country song, hardly, Mm -hmm. that represents the episode. It's very reflective of what we listen to. Right, right. Or some good old oldies, but I felt like The Climb fit pretty good at first I wasn't sure but then I had to listen to the song yeah and my daughter actually agreed because it's like, from it's... Hannah Montana <laughs> exactly I saw that and I was judging but then I was like okay and then I fast forwarded to the chorus and I was like okay I kind of get it but it was listening to the whole song literally it's the journey it's not the just journey. don't pick a little destination and try to get there it's all about, it's about the journey the climb. it's about yeah. the climb climb journey <laughs> <laughs> the climb yes okay Um, So we have a little cheer chat. So speaking of rookie season, some NBA auditions have just wrapped up or about to finish up. Mm -hmm. So we should give them an update. Yeah, we definitely should. I thought it was weird. I'm just going to kind of steal this one from the middle of our list here. Uh, The LA Clippers Spirit Dancers. Their finals is tonight, and we're recording this July 1st. How is it July 1st? I don't know. I know. It's basically 2020. Uh, yeah, it's the halfway it totally point of the is. Year. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, Monday night finals. There we go. Just you have enough going on over the weekend. There are quite a few teams that actually held a part of their audition process over the weekend. And, you know, it is a little awkward to do things during the week, especially for finals. But maybe they're just like, let's just get it over with and have it flow right after the weekend. But uh, good luck to all the ladies. Hopefully yeah. we'll see a squad announcement soon. There were a couple other teams like the Charlotte Honeybees that already went through their auditions. They have their squad. They have their bio pictures up and their little cute little fan gear looking real adorable. Mm-hmm. And the Pelicans dancers, they held their finals about a couple weeks ago. So we're just waiting to see some profile shots from that team. And the Grizz Girls as well is from Memphis. Okay, that is like a tongue twister. Memphis, Grizz Girls, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> but the Grizz Girls, and at least they're still girls, uh, had their auditions, and we're waiting for updates on that team. Yeah, and another point of interest is the New York City Knicks dancers. They had the coolest Instagram highlights that Makiba just showed me. It is super entertaining. Go check it out. I didn't know that they wore high heels as part of like their uniform mm-hmm. on the court. Yeah, and their coach is adorable, beautiful lady. She has some fire choreography, and they had Ashley Everett, who is a Beyonce dance captain, as one of their judges and choreographers, which was pretty cool. Was she at Beachella? Oh, yes. Okay. She was, like, in Single Ladies, like, one of the main dancers next to her. Like, she's that girl. Okay. Yeah, she's really super talented. She has, like, her own clothing line, Piece of L.A. What? Yeah. See, I'm, like, way out of it, guys. That's okay. I'll be you. What? No, (laughs) tell me more. I'm sure a lot of people do know these choreographers and amazing dancers, but... I don't know why I just don't connect it, you know? Mm. No, it's a lot to keep track of, too. It is. I think she just stood out, and I don't remember how, but I ended up following her She's amazing. Yeah, she definitely is. And she's all in the Beyonce, what do you call it, too? The the Netflix special. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think she was featured a little bit in there. But they had an awesome process. Their whole Instagram story in general is, like, super fab, I thought. Just 
all kinds of stuff going on. You got the videos in the middle and you got all this text. It's a lot and, of style. Yeah. For sure. What app are you guys using? Let us know. I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Who else? The Clippers we already talked about. The Houston Rockets Power Dancers. They held their auditions over the weekend as well. They're having their boot camp this week and they're going to announce it. I'm assuming they said at a later date. Okay. I know people are probably like, tell me now. Like, give me a date. But... A lot of them, I think, are trying to see, like the Sixers, for example, they had auditions over the weekend, too, and they opened it up to men and women, at least in their posts about it. So it seemed to me like they were announcing that they're going to go co-ed. They probably are wanting to see, like, who shows up and what they look like. Speaking of who shows up and what they look like, can we just go to Sacramento? I was, like, waiting and, like, scratching myself (laughs) to get to that one just because (laughs) we watched the little highlights and the videos that they posted, Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to be a hater, and I'm not just saying this because they rudely removed their team of females, but it looks lame. Like, check it out and see if you guys agree with us, but or at least me. (laughs) I think it looked really lame. It looks like they're going to get a little posse together you know that i just think that we've rehashed this and just totally nailed it on the head in terms of i don't know over and over again but these choreographers that they're having come through to teach like strictly Mm hip-hop very trendy kind of dances their girls could have executed that better than the people who are showing up at auditions i'm sorry but it's just true yes and yes it's like maybe this new blood thing like i don't even know what they're going for but they had a very interesting turnout. They had 56 come back to the the callback day. So they, it looks like they probably should have picked their squad between Saturday and Sunday. But I don't want to sound like a hater. I know I have probably for the past few this I'm a season. Hater. Maybe I am a hater. I no, I am. <laughs> I should just own it. But I just felt like it just doesn't look polished. And not mm-hmm. to say that maybe hip hop's supposed to be this raw, uncut, like, you know, just blah, you know, kind of <laughs> kind of thing but it just doesn't I wasn't loving the look of things it's not getting me hyped no but they're totally hyped amongst each other maybe it's just kind of like they're getting their shot or it reminds you of like what you see on Millennium Dance Complex yeah you know some of those choreography sessions and then you just see like this camera coming in and out of people in their little freestyle thing and it's like everybody's hyping the person up in the middle even though they may or may not be killing it but that's just what you do because it's part of the cypher if you will, I'm not a hip hop head, like hip hop dance head. I'm probably not even a hip hop head. But the point is, it just looks like they're hyped, but I don't know that the crowd who doesn't know hip hop from shit is going to like necessarily tune in. Well, and what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. See, here no, I go. go. Ahead. I'm on my rant. I'm on my rant. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's probably just really exciting and cool to be around these really famous choreographers. Probably mispronouncing oh, yeah. it, but the one that I recognize is Kidda the Great. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess he was a So You Think You Can Dance winner. I don't really know how he pulled that off. I but stopped watching that show, even though I love it. Me too. I OD'd it. It makes me, like, miss dancing, so I can't watch it. Oh, okay. But I do follow him on social media. So it's probably cool to be around these people during auditions but are they going to be around for the future 41 damn home games yeah probably keep it not spicy? keep it lit as they say right no, kidding but uh you're right gonna like, keep it going throughout the season i just see it getting old you guys listen to the lyrics of hip-hop these days and i don't know that hip-hop from old school is even better but it's like what songs are going to be like approved to dance to at games because i take this- my horse <laughs> <laughs> But, like, the lyrics is uh, most of the songs, when you think of the shit you really want to, like, dance to that would be fun, it's probably completely inappropriate. 
Yeah, totally. Like, I love ACT UP. I love that song right now. <laughs> it's got the worst lyrics in the whole damn universe. And I would love to dance to it because, yes, it's hip-hop, but, yeah, that'd be a no. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be watching. Yeah, we'll And hating, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. All right, what else, Makiba? Oklahoma City Thunder Girls. Now, this one's been a little shaky. I thought I had their audition dates down, but it looks like they updated their audition information and they changed the process to select their finalists from these workshops. They didn't have a lot of notice for the workshop dates because I think once they were announced, it's like you should go to all of them, but they're basically picking their finalists from the attendees of their workshop. So importance of going to workshops, I guess. Yeah. And some of these workshops are pretty intense. I've been looking at the videos from different NBA teams, and you got to go to those shits like it's the full-on audition. Yeah, it's definitely not just come as you are and just learn something and have fun. Like, no, they have agencies there to select talent to wow. sign them on the spot. In Oklahoma? So, well, not Oklahoma. Oh, I was like... <laughs> the other teams... That I was like, damn, I didn't even... What? Like the Brooklyn Nets, the, the New York Got teams it. had, like, the block talent agency there, and so they were definitely, like, eyeing the talent, so... Wow. Good for them. Yeah, exciting. But for some other, other teams in the NFL... Um, that have selected their teams, they're starting to finally get those damn bio shots up. Yeah, taking them a little while, actually. Yeah. Some of them might still be doing them. Mm-hmm. But I kept seeing all the Denver Broncos girls posting their... Well, they're insanely gorgeous and, like, super in shape. The oh. right amount of, like, muscle, not too skinny, like, fit girls of the NFL, if you ask gorgeous me. Gorgeous pictures. I was just blown away. The lighting, the coloring. You can't go wrong. I mean, they made everybody look... I'm sure they already looked amazing, but... The shots were gorgeous. The Colts, did I show you this? No. We must work attire. Pause for this. Oh, please. Oh, please. Okay, so we're back. Mm -hmm. And there was one girl we were scrolling through, and she's like holding this camera. I'm like, oh, photographer. Click on it. It's like healthcare administrator. Yeah. And I've had some weird ass jobs. So what would I wear for like making (laughs) cosmetics? Your scrubs oh, that's and true, the scrubs. hairnet. I um I love the idea mm-hmm. of showcasing the women in their careers. They're taking these pictures, you guys, for the record. We'll link it below. But they're in side of the stadium that's in the background, blurred out. And they are wearing the attire that they would wear to work, I guess. And so for some of them, they're students. They have the cute little backpack on, their college sweatshirt. Makes sense. They have some people that are in the medical field and they are wearing like scrubs or doctor's <laughs> jackets or whatever. What do you call those? Lab coats? Yeah. And I think for people who either worked in an office, it was probably getting to be a little bit of a stretch to yeah. find an outfit that represented your job. Like, look at me. Today, I'm not, I mean, I don't dress like what I, I don't know. You always it's, look fabulous. Oh, thanks. But it's just very like, this is not your job outfit. You know what I mean? So I just thought it was more like job interview. Like, yeah. Or just part of their bio gallery. Exactly. Shot like a shot of them at work if their work would have allowed. Yeah, that would have connected it better. I didn't love seeing them in the arena. But maybe that's the whole point is to show like, yes, you can be plop dab in the marina in your high heels on the turf for this photo shoot. And you can also put on the uniform. But I just sounded a little. They're pushing it. Yeah. It's kind of like, they're doing we something. get it. You know that you need to have another job that's been known for a while. Right. And um, they, you know, they're doing something that hasn't really been done before to make true, it. They did true. a whole dance routine last year in their goddamn right. work outfit. So, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. It was great to see people in something else, other attire. Curious to see how they keep beating this drum. Yeah. All year long. 
Okay, and then I see some note here, Makiba. Makiba makes detailed notes before every episode, so. <laughs> I just try I to like write on chicken scratch, just like something real quick and like try to remember <laughs> the rest of what I want to say for the episode. But you made a note about DCC, right? Their yeah, star I feel magazine. Like, okay, here, let's do it. <laughs> I was going to say, and let's not talk about that. <laughs> I realize that. I'm such a hater. No, I mean, they are so wonderfully marketed that we felt like we didn't really need to give them there much you go. shine. But I do think we have some of the DCC girls listening. So I feel like we need to cover them more. I do not watch the TV show. I thought it would be cute to do little updates on that, but I just, I don't watch TV, so. Because what a feat making that team. Honestly, I couldn't even, I have never even considered or fathomed going through that process. So the girls that make it through or just even start that process, like bravo. Yeah. That's intense, guys. And you deserve all the goddamn shine that you could possibly get. Totally do. And hey, they actually have their own fucking podcast. Right. I said fucking, damn, we we made it so far. They can't cuss on theirs, though. See, ding. That's why you should listen to ours instead. (laughs) But they have a cute little podcast. These boots are made for talking and they more or less get on there and talk about what's going on with their squad, not with other squads like ours, obviously. but But it's not juicy. It's not the tea. We give you guys the tea. But they are putting out their magazine, Swimsuit Edition, and it's out now. Cool. One of these days when people donate to Patreon more, we are going to buy Buy calendars and stuff because now some teams aren't making them. So we want to buy them and then maybe give a little reaction, YouTube video or something to them. But it has over 100 photos. That's a lot, actually. That's intense. Wait. Is it like five years? I hope it's not like 100 pages. But anyways. I doubt it. That's too much. But maybe people are moving more towards the magazine versus calendar route. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's a little weird. I would prefer a magazine. Oh, maybe. Where are you putting it? A calendar, at least, even though the purpose of it was to keep track of time and the date, it was very small and in the corner and maybe like even see-through transparent calendar. Mm. Um, It had a purpose. I feel like a magazine that's leaning more towards like hustler or something oh do you get what i'm saying like what are you gonna do with that except look through it yeah i'm just imagining it being on the living room table like how do you display it Mm -hmm. especially turning the page to see everybody but maybe it's a nice flip through yeah but the redskins have have it and so do the dallas cowboys and so dang i'm talking shit tonight yeah what's wrong i'm sorry (laughs) well on a feel-good note The Raiderettes had their mini camp video online. Okay, did you see their cute little profile shots and their cute little outfits that they have from Dallas where, I guess, the Raiders and their little crop. Yes. They're so super cute. cute. I love those. I think those are adorable. I want one like that in whatever team I want to support. Just like, not that you wear that each. to a game. But you know what I mean? The cute pajama set. You would Just wear make... it to a game. <laughs> Probably would. Um, but like a cute pajama set even. You yeah. know, like a little crop top and some little shorts. I thought it was super cute. So I was going to look at the profile shots, and then I came across this video about their mini camp. And I actually thought, it, we're just about to talk about rookie year for yeah. us and for other people, but a mini camp slash training camp kind of experience is what you would go through as part of like your orientation and bringing you into the fold. And I just thought it was so sweet that they had their original Raiderette ladies come through, and they gave them gifts, and they did a little dance for them, and... It just almost made me tear up because I guess I'm emotional, but like reminding us of the traditions of certain teams. Some of them have been around for a very, very long time. And so 60, 70 year old women coming and welcoming you to the tradition that you become a part of is a really beautiful thing. And that's what's getting crumpled up like paper and thrown to the side with some of these decisions. But I thought it was very touching. Yeah, I thought it was really cool, too. And 
exactly what you're saying. All these teams that are getting that removed, you know, you should definitely appreciate those opportunities to talk to the alumni and get to hang out with them as a rookie and ask them as many questions as you can. But I thought it was amazing. They all looked very professional, kind of looked like when we have our orientation. So they were very dressed up and it sounded like they did the big sister, little sister situation, which maybe we'll touch on. We didn't have, by the way, spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) But I thought that was a really cool way to welcome all the girls into the team. And you can just tell that they were all close. So even for the veterans, it was like an exciting time. Yeah. Um, And... You know, they got a really cool robe from the Alumni Association, so it was really cool. What a wonderful way to welcome the rookies to the team. Yeah. And with that, I know it was a lot of detailed cheer chat, but whatever. Now Let's we get, get into, into it. it. Woo! Rookie, 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 rookie years. Okay. So, your number was called. <sighs> you made the team. You've had a moment of freak out. You may even have had a couple weeks for people to move, you know, so you're just kind of like, you don't really know what to expect. You probably have a little bit of anticipation of what you can expect because you just made the team and there may be a little lull before stuff gets to pop in. But you probably had orientation where you've gone over the rules. You probably Mm -hmm. filled out some paperwork, you know, maybe met some more people of the organization. It's your first official sit down. I think we've talked about that one of these episodes. Yeah, you dress in business attire, like you mentioned, the mini camp. I don't think you find out necessarily as early like who your line is in terms Mm-mm. of your captain or your squad, your smaller squad, but I think it's kind of like an orientation to the rules and the general overview of the program. Yeah. And then what? I know we wanted to dive deep and just like get to the nitty gritty because I think our experience is way different than a lot of teams do it. There's so many different varieties mm-hmm. and of that's ways what makes the that they introduce so. it. Yeah, that's yeah, what makes the traditions. But I really wish that they, we had like a, hey, you're assigned to someone. Oh, a buddy system. A buddy system. I it know. would probably suck for the veterans. They'd probably be like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. But, but they really shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't because we basically – you were directed towards your squad leader for most of your questions. And like that can get pretty overwhelming, especially if half of your squad of six, seven or eight girls are rookies. Right. It can kind of, and that's based on height. So if they got a lot of tall rookies, that vet, that squad, that squad leader effed. Yeah. Yeah. Has a lot of questions coming her way. So if they would have split it up a little bit, I think that would have been good. Yeah. And maybe some of that goes into the selection of who goes on to what squad. So, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's based on height. Other times, I think there used to be squads that would base it like a little Christmas tree a little bit where there's a taller person in the, towards the middle of the line and gets shorter as you move out to the outer edges. But yeah. they select the squad. I think they're looking at hair color, like, you know, so you don't have a squad full of blondes or mm-hmm. whatever. And so they make these four smaller squads. Speaking of which, Cincinnati Bengals were posting these posts of like smaller squad or it was like three people at a time or two people at a time. I was very confused by that. If anybody's listening, let us know what that means, because I thought it was, you don't have just like three people in a little tripod cheering together, right? Like, maybe Yeah, what did are, it, they call it? They had a name for it. Yeah, it was weird. But let us know, you guys. Yeah, I'm curious how everybody breaks up their squads, and maybe that's something that they're trying to do. Spread us out more over the stadium, who knows, but. Or maybe it's like a trio of a five-year vet, a two-year vet, and a rookie or something. Right. Maybe they made small groups for bonding purposes. But you're right. I do wish we had, like, a buddy system Mm -hmm. that was more official. You would feel like you had your person and just a little 
more bonding. Mm-hmm. I think it's changed a little bit since our rookie year for sure. The amount of bonding on the squad was a little, yeah. it was a little forced or didn't happen, kind of. Yeah, year. I feel like rookie year. Well, actually, we had a group get together where I think one of the veterans hosted. I remember when we watched mm-hmm. all of the year in review DVDs. Yeah, the highlight DVDs. Yeah, the highlight that DVDs. Was cool that thing. was really cool. And I remember you mentioning how, you know, maybe in years after that, a lot of those veterans retired for like our second and third years. So there wasn't anybody that was kind of the mother hen, I guess, yeah. in terms of experience. It doesn't mean they're the oldest on the squad, but just somebody that was willing to host. And I kind of missed that because I think it really set the tone for our rookie year. But it, you instantly felt like what you were striving for. Because yeah. you, you make the team and there's it's so long, technically, before you actually cheer a game. It helps to see what you're striving towards. You can actually remember that when you're like having these practices in the practice facility and you're not even dancing in front of a mirror and you're kind of like, what is this all for? You kind mm-hmm. of forget and lose sight of it because you haven't cheered a game yet. But I would think of those videos and just know how important lines are because you got to see what it looks like when they're traveling out on the, to the center of the field. And so things like that, I think, give you a little bit of a vision of both of what your legacy is that you become a part of and what you can look forward to once you finally get to dance, yeah. like official, official dance. So we would convene basically in the lobby of VMAC, the Virginia Mason Athletic Center, and we would convene there until we were grabbed by our director. Do you remember the first day that you had to meet up there, clock in and wait, and like what it was like walking into the indoor playing fields? It was definitely surreal because it's kind of, we didn't have, that's not true. Our auditions process was somewhat back there, right? No, we had most of our, okay, so we had our auditions at the stadium. That's where the first couple of rounds were. So that for us was like our first time seeing the inside of the factory, so to speak. So that was definitely (laughs) a moment where you're looking at everything on the walls and you're just kind of like taken and just completely in awe of the entire, like this shit is where the players are. This is the real facility. So I I don't remember remember that moment. Okay. (laughs) Well, I just don't remember it exactly. I think I was trying to play it cool. You know, I didn't want to be like start crying or something. Oh, I was definitely starstruck because not like starstruck in terms of like specific players or anything it was just kind of like this is the grand facility right this is where the magic happens yeah for sure pretty much I remember being very very intimidated Mm -hmm. just because you know there's a lot of inside jokes going around and people kind of clicking up already if they're like veterans or their best friends or whatever and that was very intimidating but did you feel like you changed your personality at all or like your social game what did Mm. you go in there where you're like I'm gonna just come out the gate and like befriend someone am I just gonna take a step back and kind of see what I should do or what was your game plan after orientation where everybody got up and like introduced themselves I already thought I may have known who I would click with because I read people pretty well you already knew you were gonna be my best friend whether you like it or not yeah I can't remember remember what I said we were sitting next to each other you don't remember that either okay fine um (laughs) (laughs) but I I kind of had a sense for who I liked or extra liked, you know, everybody's yeah. nice and says, you know, nice things, but um, <laughs> I can kind of read into, she seems interesting, or, oh, she's funny, or or not, or whatever, so I'm an observer, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of, like, soak it all up, definitely wasn't, like, quick to try to click with people, I just, I'm gonna wait that out and see what feels natural. Yeah. I don't think I changed much, I just wanted to be a little more friendlier than I think what we experienced rookie year and I definitely when I made it back after not making it after my rookie year wanted to be 
a little bit more open to the rookies because I could yeah. see there were, you know, at a certain point, sometimes the vets reach a point where they really don't feel like they need to try. Yeah. Or they hate rookies. Some vets do. I mean, do. so I just wanted to just make an opportunity to get to know them. And I didn't have you, which was sucky. Yeah. Super, super sucky. So I was like, I at least need to try to make other friends and be a little bit more open. So, yeah, I felt like I was really quiet, Mm. you know, like my goofy self didn't want to come out because it's just, that's how I'm with meeting any new New group of people. It's just like, I'm pretty quiet. You wouldn't really know anything about me. I'm just, yeah, I kind of keep to myself. Mm -hmm. So what's a lot to take in. I, I definitely going back to that moment. I mean, you walk in, you smell the, Turf. musky turf Spit. <laughs> the heat is like trapped in this indoor playing field we call it the ips it's super muggy and you and i think for me that was when i first realized like oh my gosh we're gonna be doing all this dancing on some freaking turf because you know we had been having auditions with concrete or a you know a little platform wood little floor and so we hadn't danced on the turf yet so for me i was just like oh, this is what I have to turn on? Like, yeah. I had my turns on. Are you um, thinking about that? Like, technique? <laughs> I was just thinking this is, this is, I didn't realize that this was, like, our practice area. I thought we'd be, like, maybe in a studio. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize the majority of the time was that we spent was going to be in that IPF. Did yeah. you? No. I oh, okay. mean, that's what I'm saying. I think I just, I had no preconceived ideas. And I think mm. that's kind of how I take on life. Yeah. It's, like, just. Not don't have any expectations, but just take everything as it as is it comes, yeah. and just adjust or, you know, think something's weird, but keep it moving. Like, what are you supposed to do? Say, I don't want to practice in here. <laughs> exactly. You know? no. But I'm probably the complete opposite. Probably leading up to that first practice, I had imagined it going down like 50 different ways. And I thought, like, had all these questions in my mind and visualized <laughs> what it would be like. And then when it was, you know, and then I'm making sense of it as it happens, like, Oh, it's not like I thought, but it's like, you know, but I don't think I had that scenario yeah. mapped out. But that's my brain. That's how I think. Right. Like a little weirdo. And I definitely remember, <laughs> I definitely remember like over the years, I realized choreography is repeated and reused and recycled quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say we boom. Okay, let's warm up. We always ran one or walked one, ran the whole field. Yeah. And when I told someone that they were like, what? That's a lot of running. And I'm like, it's not really, but and we don't it even actually bust a sweat. is. Oh, nah. okay. But think about it. That's like the whole football field. True. That's it's pretty impressive. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the first get off, it usually would be a lot of like crunches and push-ups and like all these things Lunges. that made you feel like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, but that slowly faded off, right? But then they would do like across the floor. Don't you remember that? In the IPF? Yeah. It would be like, Doing okay, what? ready to go? Let's across the floor, like turn. Let's do oh. a little combo to, like, continue to warm up. Yeah. And then the all the beginning of veterans, your year. Yeah, yeah, all the veterans yeah. already know it because they're like, oh, God, this is the same shit, like, I've been doing for five years. It would be the travel steps. Yeah. That's what it was. It was, like, travel steps where you're actually moving along the yard lines with some weird little dance sequence of turns and kicks and stuff. And they would recognize it, like you said, but it would come at you like, what the F? And then you're also having to pay attention to your yard marks, and it was... A little stressful. You weren't getting yelled at, but you would definitely have people like almost kicking the back of your ass because they were like <laughs> moving it forward and you didn't know how to yet. Right. Like dancing and moving is a whole nother game. Right. Like that's what's in the NFL. Right. It's very different from NBA. Yeah. You have to like kick and turn and get to a certain spot on the yard lines, which is foreign. I had to actually go to my old high school 
field and practice mm-hmm. hitting my lines a lot because I have longer legs. And so, you know, I had to figure out what my stride was, which is not easy. Those types of things you didn't know that you had to know, you know exactly. what I mean? Coming into it rookie year. God, the importance of lines and traveling and doing the math of two and a half or if they would teach choreography that did not end on a two and a half or the full yard line. It's like, what the fuck are you trying to do to me? Like math. <laughs> so you travel three yards and then you do something for two. It was just awkward. Or it wouldn't be on count four or eight that something would be needing to hit a line or exactly. in between. So you'd be like, wait, on three, I'm hitting the yard line. But then on eight, I need to be, it just was so bizarre. Yeah. That's a whole nother mind F we can discuss later. But, <laughs> but those are things as a rookie, you don't know. You don't know that you had to like travel necessarily. You just see it kind of happen. You think that everybody's in sync. And even NBA, I'm still amazed that they can practice in a studio where they don't have anything to go off of. And they just kind of figure it out on the court using some marker system that they've tried to explain. And I kind of got when we were in Portland, but couldn't even tell you what I learned. Right. And kind of reeling it back to cheer chat, we were going to mention this, but the Knicks, when they had their little like audition video, Mm -hmm. it was like a full production. And that's something that is so frustrating at auditions. So kind of like take it on back here to auditions, but We had very minimal lines or like certain eight counts you had to adhere to in terms of the opening numbers for auditions. But if somebody fucked that up, like explain what could happen. So we had a little solo sequence before you (sighs) went two at a time. So each girl, it was counted out perfectly and you were told and you practiced it, you know, as many times as you should to get it. That sounds mean, but you walk out for four eight counts. Everyone gets there. The music changes. You wait one eight count, you come out for an eight count, you dance for two, you go back for one. Wow, that does sound complicated, actually. (laughs) But it was very organized. Yeah. Yeah. And if one girl, like, continued to dance into her third eight count when she was supposed to be traveling back, it made you, if you were next, look bad. Like, oh, that girl can't like, move, bitch, get out of the way. Because you were doing what you're supposed to do, but you look like you're interrupting Mm -hmm. that girl. That's annoying as F. Like, I kind of cheated, though, a little bit. Like, my coming out for the solo <laughs> involved a little move or two. But it was very clear that I was going either on or off the front spot. But I used to try to sneak a couple extra little moves in there. Right. Like a little spin or like a head Yeah, a little flip something. Like, you were getting left with something and I was coming out like, boom, here I am. So that was... I served up the deer in the headlights to stomp out. <laughs> like, holy fuck, what am I doing? Um, but no, yeah. you're right. That's really interesting. And I think it was Tampa Bay as part of their finals. They actually did choreography. Traveling. Traveling. Oh, boy. As part of their auditions performance, which I thought was really good because you want to see that people can get it. And you could see who was out of line. And that was part of your rookie year, too, is really adjusting to that concept of staying in line while you're traveling with people who you're dancing with and just making those formations and transitions. Because mm-hmm. you're for football, sometimes your freaking transitions to get to another formation would be hella far. I know I used to probably drive everybody crazy complaining about. See, well, that's so- the thing. You were bold rookie year because you'd be like, I have um four counts to get 10 yards. And I'm like, shut up, just do it. <laughs> like Sometimes she would act like, if it was too far or you look psycho getting there, like she would switch you with somebody. And for me, sometimes I felt like I was always kind of like on the end. Struggling so and she didn't stru- know this. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I mean, if you don't think I look crazy, then fine. I'll make it happen. But sometimes when there's choreography involved and you're trying to travel hell of yards to get there. Did you ever try to look like you're struggling to, to plead your case? Maybe. <laughs> I could just see you like trip like, oh. <laughs> 
but where did that paint come But everybody from? else music gets to be all cute, like, you know, did it. I'm thinking of some of these long come out routines that we'd have for pregame. And it would be the long, the long ones where it's like the same song the entire time. So it's a freaking workout as is. You don't even get the little moment where you march out into the field, which probably was not like exerting a lot of energy. It's like a full-blown hardcore routine for like three and a half minutes. And I'm up here trying to kill myself, you know, doing some stupid ass choreography <laughs> all the way over to the fucking 10 yard line. So I was definitely trying to plead my case. Like, can I look cute like everybody else and do the move and get to where I'm going? Or do I just have to haul ass? Think of the short people, man. And that's the only time I would claim my height a little bit was when it was like, I'm trying to hustle my ass. Anyway, maybe I was an annoying ass rookie because who am I to like try to complain about? Just get there and just shut up and do it. Well, that was another thing as a rookie is that I would notice some veterans would get really bold with their commentary. And I was like, whoa, what are you doing up in here? Like, shut your mouth. It's just kind of like it didn't seem like the place. But, you know, I just felt like some veterans felt comfortable to speak out. And that was something I took on into years after that. I feel personally, some people probably don't think so. And I do have a story about this, but I felt like you should be a rookie and a vet. You know, kind of stay Mm -hmm. quiet, even though you're a veteran. If you're not sure, don't just talk to hear your own voice. It seemed like a lot of people prided themselves on being like, well, last year we did this. And you're like, in the back, like, it is already 10 p.m. Can we please get home? Yeah. It doesn't matter what we did last year. This is what it is is now. Yeah. That drove me nuts. Well, sometimes I think we'd have practices where maybe people who are leading it seem like they needed help. And so everybody's trying to be helpful. True. But, yeah, you kind of want to stay in your lane a little bit in the learning mode. And even if you're a vet, just trying to not be that vet that's always pointing out how it used to be. Yeah. Because, shut up. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's true. But we've talked about a lot of the other things that happen in other actual episodes once you make your team. I know we've been all over the place, but that's what we do here. But, like, you have your photo shoots, you put up your bios. Like, these are the things that are happening now that we're reporting on, right, as part of Cheer Chat. But you've taken your pictures. Wait, you can't just skim over that, okay? Okay. (laughs) So. Click Flash episode. Go listen to it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I don't know if I mentioned this in Click Flash. But, yeah, we had our bio photos, but we would do it during weekend workshop, right? So we did this thing where it's called weekend workshop. And you're huffing and puffing for two days straight basically learning all this stuff and then at the end or midday one of those days they would schedule your glamour shot photo shoot that's how they used to do it Mm. and so you would be all sweaty and gross i don't know how to do my makeup yet our makeup person told me that i had zero eyebrows and was like come here honey let me fill them in she like helped me out but my rookie photo looks like dog shit my rookie photo is probably my mom has that one Here, mom, you'll love me no matter what. <laughs> I was like, here you go, mommy. Um, yeah, that, that one was, was bad. a little rough because we didn't have our makeup workshop yet. So we hadn't learned how to do it right. It was just a little rough. But now it's kind of like a whole thing. Glamour shots, you have the behind the scenes. Like it's definitely more of a an event that they yeah, prepare you for. And like, you know, a glam squad there But we were you. in those dark days, Rakiva. Yes. Where it was the- like, do your own hair and makeup. And you were like... I just put bronzer all over my face thinking it was setting powder, so help, help, help. Okay, oh, so anyways, like you're saying, photo shoots, Photo bios. shoots, you also do these little videos where you introduce yourself and you, everybody says the same thing. Can't wait to see you on the field. Go Hawks or whatever. 
I always hate those videos. Me too. You try to be original. I encourage everybody to try to be original because everybody says the same thing. It sounds so... Yeah, but how original is too original to where it's getting a little weird? That can happen. That can also happen. Don't be weird, especially as a rookie. Like, And see, as rookies, you just kind of want to go with the flow and you almost sound like a parrot because mm-hmm. you hear what the vets say. But like, how would you talk to... Well, maybe that's not a good guide of how would you talk to your friends, but I just think I get so annoyed when everybody sounds the same, though. It's so painful, like maybe because we're consuming all this information at one time as part of the podcast, but if I play bio videos for a whole squad because I want to get to know the people, it shouldn't all sound like the same canned spinach. How many times did you have to film your bio video? I probably tortured that little guy, uh, Brian. <laughs> well, I would try to be original yeah. and, like, say some things, and he'd be like, no, you can't say that. And I'm like, what? Why? Like, oh. once I got comfortable, I'd be like, why can't I say that? And he's like, you can't say that word. Because oh. remember, oh, the... we could say it, the whole 12, 12s thing. Yeah, yeah. We had some situation with that. But, you know, to try to sound original sometimes was hard. True. Oh, yeah. It can. You should have been little... like, I'm not looking forward to seeing you on the field, but I guess I'll see you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Well, I can't wait for you to see me on the field. How about that? That's probably what I would have said if I could have been, like, weird and myself. But, you know, you have to sound cute and perky and, (laughs) and, you know, and sound like everybody else. So there you go. We touched on practices a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I don't think people maybe understand for NFL. I'm sure it's probably the same for NBA. But you make the squad, right? It's, like, late, you know, late April, May-ish. And then you have, let's see, June, July, basically, to learn that's like eight weeks or so to learn a whole lot of routines you probably still learn more during the season but you basically have to bank up a lot of routines that can get you through a whole game so that is a really action-packed dance practice kind of a summer and a little side note is that we would have training camp and the players would then dominate the facility so we had to find other places to practice oh yeah so there was many times where we were practicing on a football field maybe at a or high in school in the garage remember when we were in the garage in the garage oh my god in the, the garage parking garage parking garage at century this was field. like stomp the yard status like wherever <laughs> we could get so in the pool no i'm kidding we would never do that Oh, my God. But wherever was free, sometimes you'd be at the gym and you would have to wait until the, you know, the dance classes were done or whatever, the Zumba and all that stuff. So you weren't practicing until 10. That homeless feeling was not fun at all. No. Maybe other teams have their own little locker room to do stuff. Probably, but we didn't. Yes, we We were dancing on concrete. And imagine if there was like a drop to your knees choreography or something where you're slamming down or something because you're expected to be on turf. You had to do it. Yeah, it's like stop bitching. So yeah. everybody would have knees looking like they were doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you guys. I... <laughs> What'd you do? Um, I was approached about my incessant desire to talk about sex last episode. And of course, I wanted to name this episode Oops Oh My by Tweet, which is all about like touching yourself. So I'm on timeout is long and short. I'm not going to make any more sex references for the rest of I season I highly three. doubt that. I could bet on that. <laughs> that will not happen. I'm going to try. Anyway, yes, they would hurt their knees and have red marks on them. <laughs> Bruises, Bruises for the week. <laughs> now I'm going there. Jeez Louise. But it sucked being homeless. And these are late practices, you guys. We're talking like you get together at 630 and you probably during the summer as a rookie, not even just as a rookie, as part of the team, practicing till 1030, 11 at night. 
And, wow, we have stories for days. <laughs> and we were practicing in the parking lot across the street from our baseball field and where the Mariners played. So if there was a Mariners game that night, like, you had to leave three hours to get there just to even get in there. And then they always had to be like, I'm here for practice. I'm making it sound, like, so horrible, but... It it's just a was a process, you know. Oh, and the anxiety you feel as a rookie to be on time to oh, every place that yeah. you had to go to. It's just like, oh, if you forget to print your parking pass, you're fucked. If you are <laughs> running on traffic, <laughs> you're fucked. Like, you have so much anxiety around being where you're supposed to be, getting there on time, going to the right place as a rookie. You know, there's different parking lots for different things. And so constantly, and that's when you just blow the hell up out of somebody, you know, your buddy or whoever the hell you have to... And sometimes none of you would know what the fuck's going on, so it's not helpful. <laughs> and now you don't have a big sister who does know, and so you're all just freaking out privately together. Oh, the blind leading the blind. But you do get the hang of it. Eventually. Check your emails. I really relied on that. Oh, my gosh. Now, that's, as a rookie lesson, I mean, that's the majority of the way the communications from the squad are going out. So really staying on top of everything. It was always by email all the time because sometimes you get promo requests that way and you got to be the first to sign up. Why do I keep snapping? <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. Um, but yeah, you definitely have to, I would say time management and email management are really key your rookie year because you have to be quick on the draw and yeah. responsive. But let's be real. There were girls who were rookies and late and one of them, I feel like I can shout her out because she's still on the team and still awesome and fabulous, but late to everything. Kelsey, okay, girl. <laughs> Kelsey B. It was just like a given then. Yeah. And like, she's so cute. She got away with it. <laughs> Bitch. It was, <laughs> it was definitely one of those things that it was it's just. like, where's Kelsey? And then da, 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 here she comes out of nowhere, just like running up. I'm here. It's like, yeah, okay, girl. I used to kind of love that interaction, though. Me too. Because you just you would it. pull up and act like nothing happened. Like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. You ready? And you're like, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> okay, what else? We talked a little bit about training camp or our little boot camp or whatever you want to call it. That's another time where you're banking a lot of routines. You might be learning, like, four features, a bunch of fillers that you do when music comes on in the stadium. So that's... That's when my brain started to get fried my rookie year. Literally, you were my lifeline to Aww. staying on the team at that time. Rookie year was, like, I was getting it during practice week to week, barely probably, learning all this choreography. When we hit weekend workshop... Well, because we would have two ups during that as well, and I'm I'm sure we've talked about that, but yeah. it basically she picks a random number because um, you are in your squads at that time. So let's say your squad four, number seven, she would call on you, you would go up there, and you would have to perform in front of the whole squad things that you just learned the other day. Yeah. And it was just so stressful because I'm not a quick learner and to have all of your peers watching you. And sometimes if she felt like you didn't do it well enough or if you messed up, you would be staying up there and doing it again with yes. someone else or a different song or a different routine. So, And you feel like you let your team down if you fucked it yep. up. And then it's like... Now the vets are looking at you like she can't hang, so yeah. pick up the slack. It, you just, ugh. but that as a rookie, I would say I don't know if it's just a slow learning thing or just the number of routines that you start to mm -hmm. accumulate because they could easily call a routine that you learned like at the beginning of the season or the audition dance where you probably tuck yep. that sucker away and like I don't need to practice that because I already know this one. But when it comes down to it, and your number is called and you have to do that routine, you haven't done it. It's not muscle memory, so you kind of fuck it up it's staying on top of all your dances and being ready to present any of them out of 
God damn it. Let me stop. <laughs> this is what I have to do if I'm not talking about sex. No, Being I'm just ready. Um, but yeah, you have to be ready and you have to know, knowing your shit. And mm-hmm. that can be a lot to manage just in general. You have a job, you have, you know, demands on you outside of work and staying on top of all this stuff is a lot to manage rookie year overwhelming but my rookie year I really was thinking that I was in over my head I forget which episode this came up but I was really considering quitting because I was kind of like maybe I'm just not cut out for this or ready for this and I didn't want to let everybody down I felt like everybody hated me like my squad leader hated me like I would send out messages like who wants to practice and nobody would respond Mm -hmm. it was really rough I mean I had you so you made it like so much but we weren't on the same squad not like that mattered but yeah well with transitions and yeah sometimes it did and I wasn't a baby like get over yourself Brittany but I I was 21 and I think I've stated before it was kind of my first time really like driving to Seattle but you know, the thought of driving out to you or halfway was kind of like scary and sketch a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't, was it always Gold's Gym? That was our sponsor mm-hmm. for the gym. Yeah. And they're the only ones that they had were way up north for me. Right. They were Issaquah or Redmond. I mean, that's near here nor there, but I always wanted to meet people, but I live so far out in the sticks. It just wasn't available for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally would just like never be home and never be sleeping. So yeah, that definitely was like a difficult time. And like you're saying, Makiva, too, it's kind of hard because before you actually get to the good part of performing, it's such a long season. It's the hottest part of the year for us. And it's just like, it seems like it never freaking ends until you finally get to the good stuff. Yeah, it's late nights, long practices, nobody to dance for except your director who might be looking at you like very <laughs> unamused. <laughs> and yeah, you're kind of... You lose sight easily, I would say, the month of July of, like, what is this all for? Unless you've been performing at promo appearances, you've been doing your first promos as a rookie and hopefully learning what to do and what not to do with those. We can talk more about that in a second, but it is a long, long road. And depending upon the friendships that you may have formed to actually, like, kind of go through this with the person that you, you know, can get some comfort from, it could be a little challenging. For because, sure. I mean, like you said earlier, there's like the dynamics of having a squad that's full of vets and rookies and some people that may have known each other or some people that like, there's a lot of cliques that form already. And so if you haven't found like your people yet, it can make the experience that much more stressful because you don't know who you get along with yet. Or maybe everybody's a certain kind of way and you're not that way. Or maybe you feel like just to fit in, you're you're not really being yourself because you just don't want to be that person who's so off and to themselves or different. Yeah, we I, almost want to have a whole different episode about that in and of itself because those dynamics can be they can be challenging for yeah. sure. And I kind of hate people who say this, but I'm definitely not a girl's girl. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I've always been kind of a tomboy. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a guy's girl either, but I just I am. Yeah, but I well, love I men. Just, you but know. anyway, go ahead. <laughs> But, uh, no more sex. That's, so that's, I, I didn't say sex. I just said men. No, I'm kidding. No, kidding. But yeah. I just, I'm not like, oh my God. I mean, I definitely do that with you guys now. But um, right off I the bat, it. I just didn't click with that kind of woman. Yeah. I know what you mean. I get along better with guys than I do girls. And especially if, not necessarily the girls seemed fake, but if I don't know them and I'm trying to like see if they're just putting on an act or not. It's you know fake. What I mean? well, I just, because you're... But I got to see through certain things and I'm not that thirsty to connect with somebody. So I'll just like let it go. But 
it does get lonely if you're trying to go through these rookie roadblocks, stumbling blocks with someone if you haven't found like that person that you do click with. Totally. And I would say be yourself Mm -hmm. and pay attention to others. You know, look for people who seem to have similar qualities. Maybe in those bonding exercises, pay attention to who said what so that you can be like, oh, it might be a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to sit next to different people instead of sitting by yourself, like before practice starts, like and trying to start up conversation. I mean, it feels awkward as hard. fuck, but because then you're just like standing there, like, "Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> be my friend," <laughs> and they know what you're up to, so they're like, "Girl, bye." Oh, um, that's so true. Some people might is. do that. Yeah, we're gonna so, have a mean girl episode. I think I wanted to do it, but not seem like we were being negative little shits. But not every team's like Pollyanna. Okay, damn it. Let's be real. Truth behind the palms. Yeah, truth behind the Sometimes these dynamics are hard enough to have a separate episode. And it changes year to year, so you kind of don't know what you're going to get. Life's like a box of chocolates. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't seen that movie, but I do know that line. You need to to change that immediately. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was going to say that definitely sign up for promos if you feel comfortable. Boom, because then you do meet people from that. You meet people and you really bond, because sometimes they're really weird. Um, But our director would do a really, well, not those people, but like the event itself could be kind of weird. Right. And you would bond over that. But our director would be really smart to try not to send two rookies together so that you can learn from a veteran. But Mm -hmm. I think I was able to talk and get to know a lot of the veterans that way. From doing promos Doing promos. That's such a good good point because... There are people, if they're not on your smaller squad, that you probably won't get a chance to get to know very well unless Mm -hmm. you do a promo or unless you're part of a squad that just seems like everybody loves each other and they do everything together. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Insert Redskins. No, I'm just kidding. Love their sisterhood. And sometimes, you know, the squads are like that. And I I wish every squad had that genuine sisterhood vibe going, but not all of them do. Mm -hmm. Um, But doing promo appearances gives you an opportunity, like you said, to make conversation and hopefully bond around just... The whole experience, you have different conversations, and hopefully it doesn't become weird, and you're like, you're my best friend now, and they're like, no. No, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, keep it cool. But along that line is definitely I made sure at least rookie year to try to attempt to go to everything I was invited to socially outside of that. Mm. So, like, we were talking about viewing the year in review DVDs and just, like, going to dinner. And, like, I think I experienced so much, and I grew so much that rookie year. I mean, I was newly 21, and, you know, in this group of women that I really looked up to. And so I definitely was saying yes to a lot of things. I think that helped, too, True. just to get to know people and see what they were about and see if that's something I wanted to continue. Yeah. See, now I feel like we're stealing things that could go into that episode. <laughs> Maybe that needs to be an episode um, that we do this season. But just sometimes in those moments where you seem like you're going to be vulnerable if you're trying to bond with everybody and maybe it's a conversation that comes up where they might be baiting you into talking shit about people you know or just true just being careful i would say because you are establishing trust with these people and you don't really know that something that you basically know as you're bonding and you're spending time with people that anything that you say could very well be repeated to others. And if you say something that's kind of controversial or talking shit about somebody, that it, even if it is like that person that everybody probably talks shit about, which is terrible, but just be careful because it can come back and bite. You just that's don't want a wanna... life lesson too, you know? Yeah, just kind of, you know. Talk shit with the people you know, keep their mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Pretty much. I mean, because everybody talks shit. I think that's, you know, think of the Real Housewives. Everybody says shit when they're with their people. 
but it can kind of easily get around and you don't mm. want, you know, to find yourself in a effed up position. And I think rookies fall for that trap all the time. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, what do you think about the vets? And they're like, well, everybody's nice except... No, I'm just kidding. And then they're like, that's my best friend, but I'm not going to like... Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave that for another episode. Yeah, seriously. I've totally gotten You got a bond. You got a bond. And those are great. Promo appearances and going to all those social events gives you a chance to see who your real homies are. Mm Mm-hmm. True. Okay, so let's just kind of like outline what we just went over. So what's some of the biggest mistakes that rookies make? Mm, not knowing their shit, which life happens and it gets really, really hard. But that pisses the veterans off for sure. For sure. And you hold up practices till late sometimes because of not knowing stuff. And in general, you have to invest so much time to just knowing your stuff so that performing is fun and easy for you and just kind of committing to that. I mean, you won't really have a life and then just be okay with that for Mm -hmm. the whole summer that you are going to have to devote time to staying in shape And really, really going over your dances, going over all of your dances, even the ones that you think you know that you do not need to practice, go over everything a lot. If you don't, you'll get caught slipping, basically. Yeah, and then it gets harder and harder to stay on top of all that stuff you just learned. Snowball effects. New stuff and all that good stuff. So talking too much, definitely kind of don't like sink back into yourself, but just kind of observe more than putting yourself out there and just kind of willingness to learn. I think that's really important just because I think that says more about you. If the director or a veteran says, Hey, I think this eight counts a little wrong, like try it like this. And if you continue to prove that you can do that, that says more about you as a dancer, mm-hmm. you know, and a teammate that you do take criticism. And- oh, that totally makes me think of like when we used to perform for each other mm-hmm. and, Every number would have to watch their number and give feedback. You definitely want to be in a, a state of receptiveness so that you're not defensive defensive or a bitch when some like when somebody tells you like you did that wrong or whatever. I mean you're supposed to say something nice and then critique them, but sometimes rookies would get butt hurt and you could tell or they would look at you like I don't or know. Or veterans you would, come. would coming yeah. from a rookie. Oh like, for sure. I okay, thank you. But I know I have it right and you're yeah. kinda like, Oh my god, they have it wrong. <laughs> but hey, That goes for everybody, not just rookies. True. Right? Very, very true. Just because you're a veteran or even the director, that doesn't mean you're right. Exactly. So being open to just being being wrong. Yeah. Or learning Mm -hmm. or whatever. And giving giving feedback is always a little rough. Yeah. Sometimes I would just like, you're not even, I could tell that you're not even receiving. So I'm just going to be like, you did great. (laughs) I mean, I had a hard time with that actually because I did take it so seriously as a rookie and I was practicing, I was writing down the dances, how I felt like it was probably like, you know, nobody could even understand what I was writing, but I practiced. I was on top of my shit. It was hard to take critiques because I've never had to receive that kind of feedback. Mm. Um, And we didn't have mirrors. So when you're saying watching your number, it would be squad one, number seven, watching. Be watching number seven in squad two. Yeah, if you're in squad one, whatever, and then you would give feedback and switch. So... It just, sometimes it felt hard for me to receive critiques. Well, it requires trust, right? Because you don't have a mirror so you can know yourself that I know I did X and you're having to believe somebody. And, you know, in our minds, we think we did great and amazing. And it's not that they're saying that you didn't. It's just kind of like correcting you. Mm -hmm. I was always open to it because I felt like I needed it, you know. But as I got more comfortable as a rookie practicing and watching myself in the mirror, recording myself and watching it back, like... I started to kind of know where I can self-correct. So Mm -hmm. I could kind of like fix myself 
not that I didn't need anybody fixing me, but it helped me get a little bit more confidence in what they may have been seeing, where I could know what they were talking about if I maybe recognized that I've been doing something like that. But watching myself when I practiced was something that I really, really it. helped me rookie year, big yeah. time. Got it. What other mistakes? Just being late. Yeah, being late. Just Don't like be that, late. Or that person that doesn't respond to texts or messages where people are kind of counting on you or needing to, like information from you. Like if you have a promo with somebody and somebody's trying to like touch base with you and you're just slow to the draw, it's like, damn girl. Especially if you're the rookie and you're relying on the vet to kind of know more details because there would always be a promo lead. Yeah. So they had more details and information about that. And when you felt like you were more on top of it than that person and they're kind of like, don't freak out. It's like, we're just meeting at this time. It's like, Regardless, I'm asking you a question because I have a concern. You know, can you just get back to me? Being responsive is really, really key. And, you know, if you're asked to do something, do it. You know, like if you're supposed to bring the damn, what's the word? What do we used to call our little kit with all the rhinestones and stuff in it? (laughs) The repair kit. (laughs) The repair kit. Yeah, like if you're supposed to bring that shit to practice, bring it. You know, just trying to be a good teammate. Just don't, don't fuck up shit that everybody's (laughs) counting on you for if it's an individual fuck up fine fix it on your own time but if it impacts other people be on top of your stuff yeah and definitely kind of along the promo aspect is you know definitely put your professional face on don't be chewing gum don't have like starbucks in your hands yeah um don't be on your phone. You know, everybody's on their phone these days. You and have to be present. It's, it's really evolved to where, like, you used to, like, do not have your phone out. I mean, we eventually got our own social media accounts to promote ourselves. That's so true. But when we were rookies, like, your phone was away. You better take a picture after, or it was not something where you're just, like, during the promo, capturing the moment. Look who's here, or yeah, anything. Yeah, nothing. Um, but even if that is allowed for you to pr- kind of promote things, like you said, you're interacting with fans, so you really want to be present. Even if it's a slow promo, you're still there to work, so you don't want to, like, be on your phone. It just looks so bad. It yeah. looks like you're disinterested, like you don't really care, and you're not really supposed to be, like, hanging out. You're supposed to be working. working. Totally. I'm sure you're hearing all this in orientation, but for people who haven't made a team yet, this is kind of the stuff that... You got to check yourself on. And like, all this can be applied to your professional world, whatever Mm -hmm. you're doing right now. Yeah. Don't be on your phone. I'm on my phone all the time at work. Yeah, but you're an established person. So in my situation right now... Who gonna check me, boo? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm salary, bitch. But no, I just, I noticed that with some of my teammates and, you know, I'm in a temporary position right now that I want really bad to be permanent. So I'm noticing people around me who are in the same boat. They're looking at their phones. And to me, that motivates me. Like, even if my boss doesn't care, I'm putting my phone away because I want them to think, wow, Brittany never had her phone out. Mm -hmm. She was working. She was reading things, you know, looking like I was doing work Um, (laughs) versus on your phone, man. It's a level of polish and professionalism that you do want to display, especially Mm -hmm. at any job. I'm a loose little goose now. (laughs) I swear. I'm lucky I have a job based on the way that I behave sometimes. But it's also in the way that you speak to people and, you know, understanding that as a rookie on a professional team that everybody's looking at you to be this model spokesperson and not to say that you have to speak in a language that you don't normally speak but in terms of your vernacular but you do have to put a little polish on this stuff you do have to try to present yourself especially at promo appearances like you sound intelligent that you aren't using a bunch of slang that you have good posture that you're just trying to be (laughs) as I'm slouched over 
don't do what we're doing on the podcast. This is really like, you know, fly by the seat of your yeah. pants stuff. But yeah, <laughs> I did have like the radio clip where I sounded a little more polished and I didn't talk about sex and snap my fingers and talk shit. So it's possible. You just got to clean it up a little bit. Yeah. What else do we got? So <sighs> we're like, go ahead. <laughs> don't be a snitch, man. Snitches get stitches. Yeah. That's part of our locker talk, so stay tuned. But, you know, there would be people who report back that you were breaking the rules. And sometimes you didn't even know that you were breaking a rule. Yeah. And then you would get a talking to and it would kind of ruin your life there for a little bit. And you wouldn't really like that person that snitched because you would know who it was. Right. And you'd call them out. No, I'm just kidding. We'll tell you the story later. But... I think it's just part of being a good teammate. Like now you made the team, you're a rookie, you're also part of a larger team. And so a lot of it, it, you're trying to read the dynamics of the team to see how they get along, how they support one another, how they have each other's back vis-a-vis the director. I mean, it shouldn't be like us versus them, but in terms of snitching, like at least give the person who you would want to snitch on the opportunity. Maybe they don't know that they did something wrong or you just mind your damn business, but there's something about... Just having that integrity to, like, go to that person and say, if you're really that bothered by it, like, hey, did you know that? I mean, don't be that person either. That's like, so the according to the handbook, (laughs) page seven says (laughs) you will not post hoochie coochie pictures on social media. I don't know. It's like a fine line. It is weird. But just know that it's something that you would want to avoid if you can. Like, if you really feel like you have to say something to the director Because I think our director used to encourage that. Tell me so that I can basically fix the situation. But you just don't want to be that person that has to bring something to their attention. Mm -hmm. Because it sucks and it puts you in an awkward-ass position. I bet the director got a lot of emails like, some of the girls are doing X, Y, Z. But then she would get it out of you who that was. If I ever did snitch on someone, hit it, send it to us in the DMs. But I literally think I am so clean of that. That I would just kind of be like, ooh, girl, that's not going to last long. That's not a good idea. And somehow, like the worst was when it would come back from a promo person, a vendor. They would be like, so your girls were, you know, on their phone. Yeah, she would have ways of finding shit out. It wouldn't even be our team. So if you do get snitched on, it might not be your teammates. Yeah. It could be other people within the organization, front desk people. Like, that's why you got to mind your P's and Q's at all times. Yeah. And if you're minding your own business, then you wouldn't be putting yourself in a situation where you got to figure out what somebody else was doing. But a lot of the snitching, I think, happened from promo appearances because we would have a lead for the promo who was kind of like has to send (laughs) back a report to the director of how the promo went. So, you know, people were late. I tried to keep it real short and sweet, but if something really went wrong with the promo and she found out some other way and I'm the lead and I didn't tell her, for me, that That's was kind of like, I'm not, mm-mm. so not necessarily just covering my own ass, but it was just kind of like, I filled my duty. Like, you want to know how it went? This is what happened. I think maybe they could use some coaching around X, Y, and Z, or maybe they need a reminder not to do X, Y, because I mean, I'm not anybody's mama. If I didn't feel like it was my place to say something to the person just because I was lead of the promo, like, hey, can you like get your life together? then I would really just give it to her to do whatever she wants to do. And I would try, like you said, vaguely say some people maybe need a reminder about X. I just didn't want to be that person. I think it's being a responsible teammate to do something that or share feedback that can help everybody be better, mm-hmm. but not trying to get somebody in trouble. Like, right. Fuck and a that. lot of them knew, like, I'm running late, you know. Yeah. But did that person let you know as a lead? I was only a lead like twice. Oh. <laughs> that goes to show how much they trusted me. 
<laughs> but, you know, if somebody, like, didn't show up or didn't say, hey, I'm going to be a little late, yeah, I would report that and be like, hey, you know, so-and-so was late and they didn't even let me know. Like, you just kind of said how the day went. Yeah. We went ahead and we I don't know that that counts them. as snitching. Okay. It's like, because we had to That's do that. That's a report. Yeah. Like, you can't. Okay. I mean, you could. Snitching's, ch- like, totally unwarranted, like, so-and-so did that. Yeah. That's like I'm not trying to, because you really want the person to get in trouble. Yeah, because you don't like them, because they're rookies. Exactly, which is probably what happened to our asses. But (laughs) I think we touched on it, but it's just like another mistake that people make is just not realizing that now that you're part of a very highly visible professional sports team, people are looking you up on your personal social media. You know, you are a public figure now. And so things that you may have said, posted, done, et cetera, taking shots off your body in a bar, Lord knows, whatever, I don't know make up some wild shit that you probably did before making the team. There's people who recognize you. Yeah, you might want to... Pipe that down. Refrain. Mm-hmm. That's why we went to party in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> just but it's something that you just have to think about, your overall image and persona, and the fact that, yes, people recognize you when you go to the grocery store. And, you know, being polite to people, that should just be part of your nature anyway. But if you're rude or... You're talking shit and I don't know, people catch wind of what you're talking about or realize that you are who you are. Because I think sometimes that stuff even gets like, I heard these girls talking at a restaurant and they're apparently a part of your team foul and they language. were foul language. And, and you could just be out minding your damn business with your homegirls, but you just got to be careful yeah, of how you present yourself out in public. Like look the part, not to say that you can't go to the grocery store busted, but, you know, just kind of knowing that you probably will get recognized. So do it at your own risk. Yeah, don't wear your seagull sweatshirt with no bra and, like, busted-ass messy bun. And then if someone's like, are you a seagull? And try to cover it with your hair. You're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, God. I just need these fleet enemas for no reason at all. <laughs> God. All right, any advice? (laughs) Any advice for rookies before we get into locker talk? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) As she's reading the bullets. Uh, Well, I was going to look at my notes too because definitely kind of create your own buddy system. Just know who you can talk to and and maybe avoid the people who seem a little annoyed that you're asking questions. Yeah. You know, just take some social cues. Yeah, exactly. Like we bonded over the fact that we were rookies together more so and. I think it really helped us get through that rookie season and beyond. But just enjoy the experience. Keep an open mind. Be very observant. Think before you speak. I mean, all the good stuff that your mama taught you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just kind of like, don't be too concerned with fitting in. Like, don't be a kiss ass. That is annoying. Like, not everybody's just, you know, respect everybody, but let them be worthy of like the extra. You don't need to be doing the most for just because everybody's kissing someone's asshole. Oh, that sounded terrible. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, look up to the people who really resonate with you. Because, you know, all the vets offer something and bring something to the table. But think of who you like, the way that they dance, the way that they perform. Like, find people on the squad that you can look up to and model your behavior to some extent, but create your own lane. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I really love how she just has the biggest smile. And, like, I watched her at a promo and she has this magic of dealing with kids and just is really charismatic. Ooh, I like that. I might have to take a little bit of that. And then so-and-so is so extra when she dances. She's such a big performer, larger than life. I want to, like, try to get to that level with my dancing. Or so-and-so is really great at technique. And and then kind of, like, taking the good from everybody and adding that to your own performance is what I would say. And then I think a lot of the shit we kind of probably 
Yeah, practice your ass off. Yeah, know your shit just so that nobody can check you. Yeah. Who's going to check you, boo? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that needs to be. Yeah, but we covered it all. Like, be a good teammate. Yeah. Just be dependable and willing to help. I think a lot of people respected some rookies that were exactly that. They were just so willing to help when it's like, wow, you're struggling mm-hmm. as a newbie, but you're so willing to help everybody. Like, it just makes you, like, fall in love with them because they're so helpful. That's true. I love the point that you put up here that you're not going to be best friends with everybody, and that is so true, and it's totally okay. Because let's be real. Everybody who has, like, fantasized about making a team has seen all the social media that makes it look like one big fat-ass sisterhood, and you think, oh, I made it. I'm automatically in, right? And then you're mm-hmm. looking around, and you're like, oh, it doesn't seem like anybody really likes me, or I'm, like, having a hard time force my way in the sister circle. And just know that some teams might be like that. Other teams might not be. And it's okay if you don't gel with everybody. That's the journey. So here mm-hmm. we go with the song. The climb. The fucking climb. <laughs> it's the climb. <laughs> but the climb, it's kind of, <laughs> God dang it. I'm going to change the name of the journey. But some of these friendships form in different years, for crying out loud. That's I mean, true. you get through your rookie year, maybe you don't make any then friends. Then you have a serial friend that, like, <laughs> every year they have a new best friend on the team. Right. Oh, That could be part of the mean girl thing. Because yeah. it's like, what happened to the girl from rookie year? What happened to the girl from third year? You're just like, friend dropping hopping. like it's hot for random reasons. And that makes, you know, certain people maybe not have the best year. Yeah. So. Well, because sometimes your close friends may not make it the following year, but just knowing that it it is the climb, not the journey, and knowing that you can depend on yourself and knowing your stuff as best that you can and just being your best self, you're naturally going to attract people to you that are on the similar page as you. So just be patient with it because Mm -hmm. it may not happen, you know, day one of being on the team as a rookie that you're just going to be besties with everybody. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Locker Talk is <laughs> a segue Ultimate. into our Mean Girls episode. No, True. I'm <sighs> I don't even know where to start because we already did slightly mention this in another episode. I don't know where, but the McDonald's story. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So where we would practice, well, VMAC, across the street is a McDonald's. Well, why were we, let's back it up to okay, the rule, what? right? The rule was while we were waiting in the lobby of VMAC, we were not supposed to be practicing dances. Correct. Don't dance. You're supposed to just be sitting there like you're waiting for a meeting. Nobody listened to that rule. I was kind of stressed out about following the rule. And so meeting up early to go over routines and just make sure that you're ready for practice, I was like, I don't want to do it in the lobby because we're not supposed to. Right. And that was where you the brilliant arrive, idea came from. <laughs> right. And you had to arrive fully dressed and ready to go. So that's head to toe, hair, makeup, um, your outfit on. You shouldn't be changing in the bathroom, even though it slowly got a little chaotic there. And, like, you actually had to pee, but you couldn't because people were changing, Changing. taking over the bathroom. And, like, the other employees use that to clock in and out and to use the restroom before they leave. So it's just, again, kind of that image. You should be ready to go when you show up. So... Honestly, a lot of times I was coming hot from school, work, whatever I was doing that day. So I needed a bite to eat. Not going to lie. I ate a lot of chicken nuggets. We would kind of head nod each other like, hey, what's up? Eventually realizing that we were all meeting just across the street. Because you also, there's no parking spots because the employees haven't left. It's not five or six o'clock yet. Right. So you can't even be over there yet. 
And you don't want to be caught there early like a goober. Yeah, like the stalker that's showing up with your face pressed against the glass to be <laughs> yeah. let into VMAC. But all the reasons that we thought meeting across, meeting the, across street the street was, was fine. okay. And again, it's the dead of summer, or maybe I don't remember what time of year it was when it happened, but you're not going to necessarily chair dance it out. You might get out of your car and do some a few, moves. a few moves in the parking lot. And don't act like this was like the, I'm like, don't act like, who's here? Who's here? Who am I yelling at? Um, <laughs> Me, but it's not I'm like not. we were just like super, super obvious. I don't know how obvious or not it was, but we really were just kind of marking things. Not I think you and out. I kept it really subtle, and I think there was a few girls you know in our group who started busting Coming. it out. People, People caught wind. Com- yes, or so that's us. what it was. Oh, that's what made it so ironic. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So it was just me and Brittany showing up to meet each other at McDonald's. Then it kind of caught wind and some other people were coming to McDonald's when they needed to go over things. It became vets included. Yes. Vets that ended up ratting on our little asses as well. So it was just this thing where people would come and then you have like what used to be two people in McDonald's parking lot turning into like five or six. And so that was, you know, kind of gradually it started to grow. And we definitely tried to hide. It wasn't like we were literally taking orders and then doing a kick or something. Or right by the drive through just busting it down like Tatiana. <laughs> like we were just trying to like make sure we knew we our We would stuff. kind of adjust the cars where we would park a few spaces apart and, yeah. and kind of if we needed to get up and actually move, we would dance in between the cars further down from McDonald's. But yes, it was in McDonald's. Yes. Leave us alone. So, and we would have the best intentions. We were just trying to have our shit together. And then we, other people were using us as a somewhat of a resource to kind of come and drop by. But some vets who had stopped by practice um, with some questions. And I don't know if they had mentioned it to us. Like, we probably shouldn't be practicing in the parking lot. But I don't remember, like, blowing it off. But it was just kind of like, well, this is the only place that we can actually technically do anything. Mm-hmm. Well, what did they do? They went to our director. And tattled on us. And then we got, I think it was just an email. A scathing email to the entire squad. I feel like I could find it. Oh, I found it at one point. Yeah. It was a scathing email to the entire squad. Like, I cannot believe I have to say this, but no, do not practice routines in the parking lot. Do not practice routines wherever the hell. In the at lobby. McDonald's. At McDonald's. Like, it was totally calling us out. And mind you, I don't know how many people by this time had actually done exactly what we had done. But do you remember what I did after that email came out? Secured your non-spot the next year? Maybe. I don't know. Because <laughs> I did not make it back. No, I'm kidding. That's mean. I took the director off of the email. Oh, so I took everybody off the email except for the vets. Like, everybody who was there that day who ratted, mm-hmm. basically, was on the email thread. I think I remember th- that. This, I responded I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't give a shit. But it was kind of, I just said, you know, it's really disappointing that you would go to the director to tell on us about practicing there. And the reason that we were practicing there was because there's a rule that says do not practice in the lobby. And I was only trying to abide by that rule, not trying to draw shame or make this huge deal out of us practicing. But it was basically like calling them out for being little snitches. Because and then, you also came to us for help. Exactly. So it was kind of like, how dare you? Like, you couldn't just say it to me. Because it was a good idea. I mean, we were getting the shit done. And again, you try to not break a rule. You're trying to be a good rookie. And then it just blows up in your face. But I didn't like the way they went about it. I thought it was real shady as F, you know, to do it that way. And I didn't care about calling them out. But some people were pissed that I did that. 
This is how you like piss off vets, guys. Don't do it. But yeah, they were really appalled that I called them out. But it wasn't really to be a bitch. It was just kind of like, damn, guys, you couldn't just like. You did already tell us in person, like, hey, probably cut this out. This doesn't look good. Oh, thank you. Like, we actually were like, yeah, we it was probably same... hide it more or we Something. feel more comfortable because summer's almost over and we've been doing it all summer. So where was the heads up early on? They could have given us a chance to incorporate their feedback before running to the director. But it was just yeah. kind of like a little punk ass bitch And move. thinking back, it, like, that is pretty ridiculous. Like, I could imagine... In my sixth year, if I seen that, I'd be like, God damn it, you guys. But maybe I'm making this up, but I could have sworn that we actually didn't fully change into our stuff either. So it wasn't like three girls matching. Yeah, and I the think, practice I mean, it, it evolved for a while just because it kept growing and, mm-hmm. and people needed like a place to <laughs> touch base and just make sure that they knew their stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's why they showed up. So that's mm-hmm. why I was kind of like, well, WTF, because yeah. you guys came for help and then you tell on us. Okay, that's cool. So we got in trouble. It's the McDonald's story. But again, you don't be bullied by anybody. You know, we'll get into it in a Mean Girls episode. But I just think as a rookie, you may make mistakes that you do not know that you're making. And just kind of being aware that sometimes you'll get somebody cool who'll point it out to you and be like, hey, girl, hey. Like, just for the record, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but you may not want to do X, Y, and Z. And if they at least make that effort, you got to meet them halfway and respect what they're saying and know that they're trying to look out for you versus, like, run and go tell. Anyways, we got another story, which I actually don't remember this either, but... Well, I didn't know that it was such a bad thing. So we had, like, the squad get together. That was the entire squad. And just because of the rookies, it was a rookie class that were in different squads. So I just thought, you know, maybe we could just do something just rookies. You plan this? I tried to. <laughs> I don't know if squashed? I emailed the whole squad or what, but remember it was at Joey's and it was just... It was a very small group that ended up showing up. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. apparently people took offense to the fact that I tried to do a a rookie-only thing, like to seclude us from the rest of the squad. And I'm like, I didn't think that that was that bad. I just like, why can't the rookies bond? We're all going through it together at the same time. Yeah, it was that was the only intention. But again, you might offend people unintentionally because you just don't know and it wasn't like and I don't know if this is a chicken or the egg kind of thing and so I don't know if it was because I was a rookie myself that it seemed hard but I maybe you can touch on this Mm -hmm. I felt like we had a little bit of a difficult veteran group to try to bond with agreed okay it just it was very like we want the lines to be very divided you are rookies we are vets and I felt like those lines started getting blurred and I was fine with it I just feel like we didn't if I look back on my rookie year to be frank and we can touch on it when we do another episode but I just think that I didn't make and maybe in some vets eyes the right amount of kiss ass time and I'm never gonna do that so I'm sorry if that was what you wanted me to do then Then I'm not your girl yeah and then getting picked on because of it. Because I think along the same lines of what I experienced my rookie year was just constant little fucking nitpicking and fucking with me. That's what I felt like anyway. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, well, damn, bitches. Like, excuse my French. Okay, here we go. Mean girls right now. But I did feel like there was an, a weird amount of attention drawn to me. And I don't know. I made some mistakes as a rookie, but it just felt like this just feels like you guys are just picking on me. Like, no, I don't want to do a calendar sale at a bar. I want to do a calendar sale at a place where I want to actually be. I'm not a bar hopping girl. That's just not me. Yes, I picked a nice place to do a calendar sale, but that's where I felt comfortable. Why is that getting reported to the director? You're right. Like, it was just a lot of shit yeah. that was like happening my rookie year where I felt like either this is like rookie hazing 
But not everybody has like a fucking peaches and roses and cream rookie year. Like I've heard plenty of girls say that they actually had vets be very mean to them their rookie year. Mm -hmm. So it's just, that's why we're going to do a Mean Girls episode. I think we should. It's not just about our experiences because you guys are, you know, sending us messages and letting us know what you think about all these topics as well. So thank you for that. And I think that maybe girls have some doozies out there that you need to get off your chest. We're more than happy to relay them anonymously on our podcast because they're difficult situations that you find yourself in whether it's rookie or not that it's hard to navigate and there's a lot of squad dynamics and you would think that there would not be politics for something like cheerleading but there are and I hate to say it but I think I've definitely been that mean girl a few times when yeah I think my second year I definitely got roped into not downplaying but I think my squad targeted a certain girl Mm. And it was her rookie year, and I felt like I didn't do anything to stick up for her. You know, so to me, I'm just as guilty as the mean girls. Oh, well, see, so, you, you know, know? It's, it's good to be able to reflect. I mean, everybody, like, again, talks shit. I don't think... It's pack mentality, though. Oh, really? true. Probably. So we'll talk about it. Yeah. And you guys, I love that you guys will send stuff in from our cute little Instagram stories of topics because we really do want to talk about things that you want us to cover and so you've been very active on instagram facebook as well we got some messages really yes i need to um, check that yeah twitter is pro cheer podcast pro leading charity pro leading cheerleading. <laughs> <laughs> you give our instagram handle i'm fired pro cheerleading podcast on instagram and youtube we have our pro cheerleading podcast channel also you guys makiba created a really awesome survey that will really help us just provide a better podcast to you guys so. yes and get to know who our listeners are it seems long i promise it's not it's really quick a lot of multiple choice but we want to get feedback from you and be able to describe who is even out there listening to us in podcast land but please go take some time to fill that out it's where can they quick. find it the link is in our bio on instagram cool. and we will post it on our facebook page and i've already tweeted it out as well but Perfect. definitely looking forward to looking at all the survey data all of a sudden i like statistics what is going on in the world today it's important you know yeah we want to know who you are and we will definitely share some of the results of the questions because a lot of them are what you guys are looking forward to for season four because it's almost over season three is like it flew by and there was so much going on but we have a few more episodes left before our season finale so the survey will be up until for at least a month so we want to hear from as many people as possible so tell your friends Cool. Sounds good. All right, you guys. Until next time. Keep your eyes on the sidelines. Bye.